Cardinals were awesome, the Packers were bad, and everything in between. We'll cover it right now on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to the show. Sunday night recap of week one. Adam Azer here with Heath Cummings. Not going to talk about the Sunday night game. It is in progress right now. Heath, let's talk about, let's just start with the Packers. 38-3 to they lose. Aaron Rodgers was dreadful. Everybody was uh, really bad. What did you make of this performance, and are you worried going forward? It was almost so bad that you just throw it out. I'm not worried that much about Aaron Rodgers. I'm not worried about Aaron Jones. I'm not worried about Devontae Adams. I am less interested in anyone else in the offense, but I'm not dropping A.J. Dillon. They will just give him a mulligan for week one. It's a totally different thing for me if it's a new player or if it's a new situation or if it's a new coaching staff. If it's a team that was as good as they were last year that lays an egg in week one, I just assume they'll be better in week two. And we welcome Detroit to Green Bay in week two for a nice get-right game. All right, let's talk about the waiver wire. Then we'll do winners and losers. Who are some players we're going to be picking up on the waiver wire? Well, right now, it looks like Elijah Mitchell should be the number one priority. We'll see if hopefully we get more information on Raheem Mostert's knee before we have to put those claims in. As of right now, just thinking that Mostert's going to be out for a short period of time, I would say... 10 to 15% for Mitchell on the waiver wire. If we find out that Moster is going to be out and go on IR, then we may be looking at, <laughs> I mean, some people Jeez. might be spending all their fab on him. So, yeah. Yeah. I look, it's, it's a productive spot when you, when you get the guy, you know, if you, if by the way, you should pick up Jeff Wilson, just, just stash him in an IR spot. If you can, if he's still out there, yep. um, Mike Williams, I think will be popular as well. You buying what he did today. I know it won't be this good every week, but are you buying that he's going to have a, a big role in his, a must roster player? He's 63% rostered. I believe they told us all summer that they were going to give him a bigger role. And then week one comes out and he gets 25% target share. I'm mostly just buying it. I'm not going to project him for 25% next week, but I bet I project him for over 20%. The flip side of that is it might be a loss for Austin Eckler because this looks like a team that's going to throw the ball downfield a lot more than they did in 2020. Which is so weird, bringing in Mike Lombardi as the head coach who comes from New Orleans. And, you know, anyway, uh, winners and losers. Who are a couple of winners for you? Well, I thought the Lions running backs were the uh, big winners just because some of the things we were hoping for, we got, and then some. They had 36 touches, and I know the scoreboard shows it was a seven-point game. This is a game that they were getting blown out for almost the entire second half, and they just kept throwing to their running backs. Eight catches apiece for both DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams. I think you can feel good about starting Swift as a number two running back. He'll have a bad game or two, but he's a number two running back. Jamal Williams is a high, high, high end flex. Joe Lombardi, by the way, is the offensive coordinator. All right, losers, who stands out to you? Not Mike. Mike's a media guy. Uh, anyway, who stands out to you as a loser today? A couple of young wide receivers I was really excited about. Brandon Ayuk did not play a snap in the first quarter, did not get a target for the entire game, apparently has some injury thing going on, recovering from his hamstring, and right now he's just behind Trent Sherfield. That's the number two wide receiver on the 49ers. Mohamed Sanu caught a pass, and Brandon Ayuk did not. I'm still holding him, but I'm nervous. And then Elijah Moore, negative three yards, actually hurt you in a non-PPR league. Four targets. One of those was really late. He's got the Patriots and the Broncos in the next two weeks. You just need to hide somewhere, hide him deep on your bench so where you can't see him, where you don't think about dropping him for Mark Ingram this week, Adam. And we're going to get him to to Tennessee or Atlanta and then find out what we've got. (laughs) All right, yeah, but Mark Ingram did have a huge workload today. He did. 
Yeah. I don't really believe it at all. I just think Jacksonville's that bad. We thought Houston was the worst team in the NFL. I still think they'll probably end up with the number one pick, but things are just that awful in Jacksonville right now. What did you make of Saquon Barkley? Are you willing to start him Thursday night at Washington? I am not at all. I think it's a worse matchup than the one he had against the Broncos, quite possibly. And it wasn't just how limited he was in the way they used him, but it was also that he was miserable in terms of his efficiency. This offense is awful. Yeah. Oh, you're done? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are correct. All right, more winners and losers for you on uh, the full-length episode of Fantasy Football today. We're just going to leave you with that thought on the Giants' offense. For Heath Cummings, I am Adam Azer. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow on FFT and 5. Peace.